Tottenham always lose at the Emirates, yeah? Save this, Brad. Save this, fam. I'm telling you, Brad, these men are getting turned over, fam. Just no... Oh, Everett, Brad. Don't give Everett space. Don't give Everett space. Don't give Everett space. Don't let Sparty shoot! Oh, fucking no, my Where did he get that from? Where did he get that from? Where did he get that from? Where did he get that from, blood? Oh, all the space in the world, fam. That Ghanaian buzz light, yeah, fam. All the space in the world. All the space. Ghanaian astronauts now, blood. All the space in the world, fam. All the space in the world to let him shoot. Of course, blood. Of course. Of course. And now look at these, man. Look at these sausage, man. What are they doing, bruv? Oh, whatever, fam. Oh, whatever, bruv. Whatever, man. Whatever. One nil down. One nil down already, fam. And what a goal from part. Bruv, bruv, Lloris had no chance. No chance. Look at the amount of space you give this man. You'd think he didn't have a right foot, blood. Like, why has he got that much room? What's going on? What are we hotels, blood? What, what's going on? 2-1 down. 2-1 down. Why, man? Just so easy, bruv. Just give, just gift them that. Just fucking gift them that. Why don't you? Gift them that. Just gift them that. How did man not even get that how, from that bullshit? How? How did they score from that? How? How? How's that even possible, bruv? Oh, Larice just punched it right back out, didn't he? kind of fucking joke thing was that as well? Kind of, that's a joke thing, blood. Absolute joke thing. Absolute joke thing, blood. Absolute joke. You get me? Now man are calling me. Man that, man that can't name 11 Arsenal players are phoning me, blood. Allow it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Man that... Oh, Larice, that was, all, that was a joke. Shut Larice. up, man, you bozos. Get up, man. Had enough, blood. Get up, blood. Get up, blood. Get up, bruv. They better not VAR this, blood. They VAR in this. Oh, my days, blood. He's been sent off. Oh, my day. You fucking idiot, blood. You Fucking idiot, you fucking idiot. Game out now. Fuck this guy, blood. Game out. Bro, you know the amount of time I don't want to see this guy and it takes him getting red carded, fam, for me not to see this puss. Whatever, man. Fucking hell, blood. What an idiot, blood. What an idiot. What an imbecile, bruv. What an imbecile, blood. What an imbecile. Here we go. We're just, we're just, we're just going to get opened up now. Opened up at will, blood. Opened up at will, blood. Opened up at will, blood. Yep, 3-0, blood. 3-0, 3-1, 3-1. You know them way there. 3-1, bloods. Fucking 3 fucking one blood. 3 fucking one 3 fucking one blood. All right, whatever, man. Whatever, blood. Whatever, blood. Whatever, fam. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever, man. Dickheads, blood. Of course, of course, of course, blood. Of course. 
Of fucking course, blood. Of course. Of course. Of course, blood. Of absolutely course, blood. <laughs> he said say that so I came I came with the receipts. <laughs> oh dear. That's uh, funny. Welcome back everyone. Back to the Mr. Arsenal podcast, North London Derby. We've won again. Surprise, surprise. Jacques Redemption Arc is complete. Tottenham are in the mud. Jamie O'Hara's in the mud. Expressions is in the mud. All the Tottenham clan clan. In the mud, basically. Getting, getting yeah. battered wherever they go. Quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, guys, we are joined by Andrew again. How you doing? It's been a while, my friend. Yes, yeah, it has been a while, mate. So it's good to be back. Yeah, I'm doing all right, mate. Doing all right. How can you not be uh, a few days after winning the North London derby? Yeah, my my, uh, my throat's still hurting. <laughs> Two days later. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Oh, dear. We got your Steve and uh, got Nemo in the chat as well. How are you doing, guys? Hope you're keeping well. And everyone else, else coming in, hope you see uh, contributing to chat. But basically, yeah, been a while. And as you say, eight games in now, top of the league still by point. It is well by point, but let's remind remind people of that. But eight game eight games in, seven wins, one defeat. I know, it's mad. We've reached, I don't even we've think we've reached the magic twenty point mark already. I know. I know, and uh, yeah, I mean, they've said uh, people, any teams that have been on 20 plus points at this stage of the season has always finished in the top four. So, um, <laughs> touch yeah, Mike, wood. Mike, didn't like that. <laughs> touch wood. I know, so that was amazing, wasn't it? So, yeah. let's keep, let's hope it stays that way. But yeah, I mean, why, we're, not, we're not aiming it for top four anymore. Anyway, that's like... Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> said we said earlier on in the season, why could why can't this be another Leicester type year where something amazing happens? Uh, why not? Let's let's believe. Let's believe that it could go that way because we're playing good. We're playing well enough, and the only team that the you know getting all the headlines is obviously because of the cyborg they've got up front. Manchester City keep getting all the headlines all the time, but uh, yeah. and they just say, you know, they just skip over the fact that we're actually sitting above them in the league at the moment. So let them carry on, let them continue to go under the radar. Well, this, this is the thing though, the weekend obviously, we're stacked with one, we're the performance from Arsenal uh, as a whole. We dominate from the second, from the first second to the end. We dominate. I don't yeah. get what they, they had a, a brief two minute period. Two three minute period where they they tried after the penalty, yeah, yeah, and then that was it. We had we dominated them, uh, and then people going, Oh, but the red card changed the game because it was 2 1. Was you watching the same game as everyone else was watching? We absolutely exactly. we controlled the game, period. We, we played at the home team, we took the game to them. They tried literally, I was there, I'm in block four, kickoff starts, they're kicking off the game off, and they literally pass it back and they hoof it to us and go, Come at us. Mm. It's like okay. Yeah, <laughs> when I know. Partey, when Partey scored, and he's like, oh, we watch it. We watch Partey's goal back as well, and you see he's not. He's not even when he's hit it. He's on the outside of the post. So as he's hit it, it's, it's curled mm. away even further away from the post and gone in. But it makes it even. Yeah. 
It's about, it's about time. It took him two and a half years to get an actual foot, an actual shot of his foot on target. Yeah, don't you remember? Well, I said I could put it on the WhatsApp. I said he was saving it for Spurs. Yeah, it was a season later, but he did miss that game against Spurs. But yeah. uh, to he fair, did save right. it for Spurs. <laughs> he did save it for Spurs. Bless him. And what a better way to yeah, for yeah. for it to go in. But yeah, well, and what a goal! I mean. That got glossed over as well, you know, through the highlights. Yeah. I didn't really say much about it, what amazing goal that was. But, yeah, it was an incredible hit, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. It was fantastic. The way just, for me, it's a way to wrap his foot around it and controlled it first. I didn't take a touch. Ben White passes after him. He just runs onto it and hits it first time. Wraps his foot around it to allow that to happen. It's just, yeah, it's a side foot shot which went in like a bullet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to get that much power on a side footed shot that came to him sideways, we didn't even run onto it. He just like just strolled up to it and whacked it with his right. It's amazing, and uh, yeah, it went straight into the postage stamp. Um, but it looked like it curled that much. It looked like it went in sort of more to the middle of the goal, didn't it? But yeah. it wasn't. It was like pinpoint. It was unbelievable. Hot, hot beans, yeah. But no, it was, and again, I, I said this yesterday, I was, doing, I was doing a stream yesterday and um, Neil popped into the chat and I, we were just chatting about the game as well and in general about, about my feelings about Arsenal. And I'm like, to a man yesterday, there's not one player you can say that started or came off from the bench or you can say they were carried. Every man, every player to a man for Arsenal turned up and put a performance in. Yeah. And for the first time in a long time, We've got. We keep saying it. We've got a squad of players we love. We can all love as a collective, not individuals like Alexis Sanchez and things like that. It's a collective that, but there's mm. a, that feel good factor. I mean, Zinni Zenchenko um, after the game when he's leaving, he's going down the road towards the Tonington, and his wife, whilst he's waiting, the wife's popping out celebrating. <laughs> he's there whilst he's there taking selfies waiting for the lights and all the time because he's there like, he's celebrating it all as well with the fans at the, at the pub as well and then the next day the Manchester Derby he pops in and watches the Manchester Derby oh really yeah I know that because obviously um, the Tonington post, put a post up on Facebook about it like he literally turned up to watch the North London Derby in their pub again you don't really see that nowadays these no, are like, no. themselves away away from all that that's unbelievable. That's brilliant. And yeah, it's it's, just, it's good. I'm loving. I'm loving this moment. I'm still. I can't believe I'm still saying this. It's uncomfortable to, to gone through all these years of having to do the odd negative podcast because of the bad result performances, etc., etc. Mm. We're now doing. We're being too. We're doing, We're being too positive now. <laughs> For this channel, it's, it's too uncomfortable. There's nothing to be negative about at the moment, is there? No. I mean, even after the the I'm Man nervous. United game, <laughs> even nervous. after the Man United game, I wasn't. I wasn't. Of course, I was really disappointed to lose, but mm. you can't say that was really pissed off or angry about it or anything like that because we well we all saw with our own eyes that we still outplayed Man United we just got sucker punched with a couple of stupid uh, goals which you know we were all worried about let's face it mm. coming up to the the Spurs game the, the same yeah. sort of thing could have happened but we learned our lessons and uh, con completely controlled the game but even after say even after that game I, I didn't let myself get too disheartened because we were playing so well 
So there's this very little to be disappointed about or, you know, negative about at the moment, which is just fantastic. I mean, like you said, from for the whole squad, all the players that are playing games at the moment, you can't knock any of them. It's, it's amazing, really. I mean, I heard on the, um, I think it was on the Arsenal Vision podcast we are listening to earlier on, that um, I can't remember exactly how many minutes he was on the pitch, but people like Sambi, when they came on, he had about 20-odd minutes on the pitch, made 28 passes, and he completed every single one of them. Mm. And all of the substitutes came on, and they were all in the 90-plus pass completion rate, you know, winning tackles, and uh, all playing a part, you just said. And it's just wonderful to see. And right from the moment we kicked off, apart from that, you know, five minutes or so around a penalty, we dominated the game completely. And I'd... It just it took all the nerves away, didn't it? I mean, you don't quite disappear when you're playing Spurs. And it probably took Xhaka's goal, which I'm sure we'll come on to in a bit later, you know, to properly calm the nerves. But throughout the game, I just wasn't as anxious as I normally am watching a North London derby because we're playing such good football. Mm. And luckily, the good football won in the day, at the end of the day. Good yeah. triumph over evil. Because their, their football is is awful, isn't it? I mean, let's just oh, face right. it; they're just dreadful. How how them look and sitting at their toilet bowl or away from home, week in week out, supporting that sort of liking that sort of football, it, it is sickening to watch. It's disgusting, but I'm not complaining because we just we they, as I said, they kicked they kicked off, passed it, literally a couple of passes and hoofed it to us and it's basically saying come on in we're going to defend and see what we can counter attack you and he did mm. <laughs> I mean Son I didn't know I, f- I forgot he was on the pitch and when he went, when he went off I, I was like oh he's still on the pitch I, did, I honestly didn't know he, still, he was playing at all Kane apart from the penalty no service no nothing dickhead as well kicking Gab- shoving and kicking Gabby on the back and, and his stomach as well on the way down mm-hmm. doesn't get, that doesn't get talked about though because it's Harry Kane no He's England captain, can't do that. Um, and Vitalisson was just diving all over the place and crying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I, I, mean I, I honestly do think that, that it is coming. Hmm. People will probably laugh at me or whatever because they're still high in the table and that was their first defeat in the season. But I still think that these players are going to get really pissed off with the way they're being asked to hmm. play before too long. And as soon as that starts happening, Conte's going to be a dead man walking. He's just going to go. Because as soon as he gets a player revolt, you know what he's like. You just throw them all under the bus. And because mm. so, you know, you're getting players like you know Son and um, Richarlison on the other side, they're having to track mm. back and they're being kept busy by Martinelli. And Saka on the wings throughout mm. the whole game. They're having to run all the way back and they're spending their time in their own half on the edge of their own box. And they're just going to get, they're not going to want to do that, you know. And I, yeah. I can only see ending in tears, you know, probably before this season ends as well. I, I still don't think that Conte's going to last too much. Probably may end up, you know, going after Christmas at some point, or if, if not, at the end of the season. I can't see it going too much longer. Really. Well, in terms of content, there's rumours that uh, Juventus are 
contemplating pulling the trigger on Allegri because it hasn't started off well there this season. They're in a, pro, they're in a new a rebuild, but they're not happy how the season started. And there's there's talk that they are thinking of approaching content, bringing back. Yeah, I, I can't see it. It'd be very, very unlike Juventus because uh, they just they don't tend to fire during the season. I heard, mm. I can't remember who it was now. Um, it was on one of the athletic podcasts or something they were talking about. And um, yeah, it's well, like even it. Perlo, you know, Perlo that was uh, yeah. absolutely doing dreadful. They don't make the change throughout the season. They wait they, until they the wait summer. They wait until the end of the season, don't they, normally? Yeah, but I'm not saying it won't happen, but it is very, very unlike them. Yeah. And I'd love it to happen, let's face it. I mean, we'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Oh, Tottenham, we've, but, Tottenham um, think they've got a world-class manager, manager like the Mourinho, and look what happened there. Mm. No. Yeah. But going back to what you said before, about players learning from the mistakes of, obviously, um, we mentioned Manchester United this season, but in general, I think, I was saying, again, I said it yesterday in the, sh- in the, in the show, it's, it's like, the, for, the, for the players that were here last season, not the ones that came in, obviously, but the ones that were here last season and went through that, pain of what happened at the end of the season it's like as a collective along with Arteta they've come together and they've harnessed that pain and they've won, they, they've, they've gone out, they're going out their way now to right the wrongs of what happened last season yeah they want to the, prove everyone wrong well that's what uh, Ramsdale said wasn't it in the uh, interview he did mm. it's been all over the place today um, he said it's the fire in the belly that you know that came from last season Mm. That started as soon as they came in for pre-season this season. It was just there. He said the the whole um, every every player in training, the whole level lifted, not just because of the new signings either, but because of the experience that all the players went through last season. Mm. It's just put the fire in the belly to make it better. And um, I mean, it's a great interview if you get a chance to read it or listen to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it really is. It's made the world a difference. And that pain that everyone went through last season, including all the fans, as well as the players, obviously, it will make the joys of this season so much better. And so yeah, it will taste so much sweeter. Um, and it's added, off the it, back it, of that. And so, yeah, it's also, I think that as well, to the fans, I think what you just mentioned is a main contributor to the way the atmosphere has been for every game, home and away this season. Especially at the Emirates, against no matter who we play, we've seen it, you've heard about it. The Fulham, the, the game, the celebrations against Fulham, Aston Villa, Leicester City, even though we're not allowed to celebrate, by the way. But that's the one thing that didn't happen this weekend. We were told we could celebrate by the idiot over oh, in the, the other one side that of the needs world. to retire. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The one that was sent out of the country. Yeah, the one that was literally, literally sent packing from Sky. Yeah, but it is what exactly. it is. But no, it's just. I think, as I say, I think, as you say, as a collective, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned the fans that that has been a major contributing factor. Then looking at the the way we, us as fans, are approaching match days now, home and away. Away fans have always been fantastic, as we know, loud, proud, etc. Whereas the home fans, the, it, years gone by, it always seemed to be the big games that make a noise and break a ruckus and all that. But it's no, it's not now. It's like every game, because again we're. We believe, again, from myself, from my own perspective, I'm going into games now, no matter who we play, Tottenham, Liverpool, Vensi City, home or away, and I believe we can we can win. I believe I can, mm. I believe we can get something. We can we can cause a stir 
against these against these teams against the odds because of how the media put us down basically. And I haven't had that in a long time, and I'm enjoying it. And I don't get. And like I said yesterday, yes, we're, eight, we're top of the league, eight games in. Basically, it does seem like we're going to be the only team to push City by the looks of it. If anyone's going to push them, it could be us by the looks of it. But I'm I'm enjoying us being top four, what it is. Because at some point, I fully expect City, because of Harland, unless Harland gets a big injury two, three months out. Well, that's what I was wanting to talk about, what I wanted to say. They've got rid of um, Sterling. Obviously, they've got rid of Jesus, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But, and they've got Harland now. And apart from him, if if he goes down for an injury, which he's quite well known to do, yeah, he was out for quite you know quite a while. Quite a while last year, a year before that, exactly. So if and when they lose him, who have they got really to score the goals? They've got Foden, who had a, well, that was his first hat trick ever. Um, yeah, uh, yesterday or was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, I think. yesterday. Yeah. Um. And you've got the other regulars that sort of chip in every now and then, but they haven't got a proper goal scorer anymore. No. So, if and when that happens, I mean, they're going to struggle just because every you know, there's so many Arsenal fans that always got the, the glass half or half empty rather, and uh, say, well, what about if we lose him? What about if we lose him? Or what about if we lose him? Every every club's the same. Mm. I mean, look what happened to Liverpool when they lost Van Dijk for the season uh, a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, they were they just about scraped top four, and then I, I could see City not being as uh, as relentless. Let's let's put it that way. They, they won't be as relentless if they lost Haaland for any significant length of time. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I think we can still, you know, keep keep up with them sort of points wise, keep keep on their coattails, and as long as we can stay in the, the, the top two. Top three push, you know, uh, come the World Cup, then I think we could have a really good chance in the next uh, uh, next year towards the running. And that hopefully, if things go all right for Smith Rowe, touch wood, he, he gets a speedy recovery after his um, surgery, after his yeah. hospital visit, you know, after his surgery. Yeah, and he could just be our secret weapon in the new year. A fit and firing and highly, highly motivated Smith Rowe coming into back into the team from January onwards. That could really be a massive bonus to us, you know. He could be a secret weapon coming in. Because obviously, look what happened um, last season when he got his chance before, you know, in the early start, start of last year when he's scoring all those goals. I mean, if, if he could come back and do that for us in the new year, that'd be, I mean, that would be huge. Mm. It would be, and... I'm of the mindset in terms of us being between us now in the World Cup. If we beat Liverpool, if we beat Liverpool on Sunday, this is a. I was saying to someone earlier. This is a, this this has turned out to be a good week for us. We've got no travelling to do. We're, we was at home mm. on Saturday. We're home Thursday. We're home on Sunday. No mm. travelling. So, and with the opponent we've got on Thursday, full due respect to them, Bodo, Glynn, whatever they're called. Um. We can rest certain players. We can rest the Zayzus and start in Eddie. We can rest the part A and put uh, Sambi in along Jaco uh, or rest, or, or play part A and Sambi and rest Granite, whatever way they want to do it. We can mm. rest the Saliba and a Gabriel and put Holden in and whoever else. We can rest uh, Ben White, Tom, give Tomiasu some minutes and Tini some minutes. 
we've got the facilities to best key players and given the week, given that midweek off, so their first sort of Premier League game. Yeah, definitely. I would go wholesale on it if I could help it. Mm. I definitely want to rest all the. Well, all the, the main players. Saying, we've, got the, we've got the opportunity to give some players a bit of. Better Absolutely, play. yeah. Especially I mean, like I, I, they've just come back from a, a knock before the, before the international break. Yeah, definitely need to. We need to rest him. But I mean, there's certain players that, um, you know, I, I want to rest whole wholesale, and because they, they I, we can't underestimate Bodo Glimp. Mm. They're a really progressive, good team. You know, they obviously mm. we all know their shocks they've pulled off in the past, like beating Jose's Roma six nil. And they've already drawn with PSV, who everyone thinks are our main rivals for finishing mm. top in the this group. Um, and they've had some really good other results. Um, got a good manager. Yeah. Uh, so we can't underestimate them because we need to win this group. So, But what we could do, hopefully, we can try and get a 2 or 3 nil lead on yeah. Thursday and then bring the rest of the players off. Yeah. Um, that would be the ideal way to go. But yeah, I mean, players like Partey, I wouldn't play him at all. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't play Jesus. Just, I'd have him on the bench, but I wouldn't play yeah. him. Um, but yeah, I, I think we do need to completely rotate, but take off. If, if we do have to play some of the main players, like some of the defenders, for example, try and get the lead and bring them off after 60 yeah, minutes exactly, or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, Stephen's put in the chat about when I was talking about Man City. City didn't have a striker last season and they still scored the most goals. Yeah, but they, they got rid of Sterling and, and Jesus. That's the point I made. Yeah. And they never really replaced them, have they? They only replaced them with... Obviously, only Haaland, but I mean, they're yeah. two for the one. But I'm going to talk about if they lose to Haaland as well now, then that's a lot of goals they've lost. Then they were um, Bernardo Silva. You could play a false nine, like Bernardo Silva or someone like that, who's a very mm. small, dank player compared to a Haaland, big physical, demanding striker. Or the other striker they've got, Alvarez, who's barely played this season. Kate yeah. came on yesterday because they're walking it. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm not saying I still expect them to walk the league. I'm not saying yeah, that they're yeah. going to crash and burn, but um, you know it could get a bit interesting if they do lose Harlem. Exactly. It, it would help make it would help make the title race interesting. If that's the case. As long as we're yeah, that's for sure. Um, but you still say, finish top scorer if you never played another game, probably. This season, <laughs> we've already. I've got 15 quid, 50 quid coming my way. My brother said, my brother, as he said, my brother said before the season started, Harlem will not reach 14 goals this season. He's already hit 14. You're joking. <laughs> no, honestly. Oh, <laughs> he, thought, he, thought, he honestly thought Haaland would need, would need a season to bed in and then, then he'll hit all guns blazing next season. No chance. Not with all those players around him. No, no way. Um, so I've already got that coming my way. I'm, I'm happy about that. He wasn't. <laughs> Especially after eight games, he's thinking, for fuck's sake, give me a chance. <laughs> no, but I'm, I was going to say, in terms of Liverpool, we... If we go, go, we go, obviously we play that game on on Sunday after Sunday afternoon, uh, Sunday afternoon evening, whatever you call it. We, we by full time have won that game with the, with the game, pitches we've got between now and the World Cup, and the way them teams are performing. I don't, I don't, I'm not fearful, Chelsea. I think we can put them to the side where they're, they're not. I know Grant and Potts just coming, but um. This, they were lucky on Saturday. Is all I'm going to say. Certain situations, but I honestly think if we beat, as I say, if we beat Liverpool on Sunday, we will be 
within first or second by the what well, time the World Cup comes along. Yeah. Or obviously the break and all that. That's my opinion. Because again, the teams we've got don't seem like they give us any problems. Because we, as I say, we see the form we sort of, as I say, that that all that pain we can't, as I say, you mentioned about pre-season. We'd have, we won every game in pre-season, I believe. I believe. Like, we did, yeah. On the pitch in front of fans. Not included the game behind closed doors, but and we've carried that form into the season and we, we just seem a team possessed. We don't seem to want to have any, there's no let up. Even that, even that game we did lose, it was only two moments where we switched off defensively that allowed United to win that game. If we'd been on it, I fully, I'm fully convinced we would have gone on to win that game. Yeah, I'm convinced if we played them another 10 times, we'd win nine of them as well. Oh, exactly. That's how frustrating it is, but never mind. What's yeah, done is right. done. We learned yeah. from it. That's the good thing. That's the thing. And this, is a, this is a thing that I was, myself, Gary, are discussing and we were a bit concerned about when we lost to United was how are they going to react now? Because last season when we lost, it went on a run of another two or three games of defeats before we picked, picked up again out of nowhere. And they've, again, it's, it's, it's something they've learned from. They've, I think the European game that midweek against Zurich, even though what happened happened obviously with the Queen, uh, that news came out. Was it that? Was it after? Yeah, it was that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And we, we again, it, there's a few changes as well. There are a few changes, obviously. But we... We used that game to bounce back. So, come Brentford on the Sunday, we hadn't, we didn't have to, we weren't coming into into the game on the back of a defeat, on the back of a win, and we all know what happened at Brentford. Mm. So again, it's another positive. Again, it's we've worked from last season, and uh, again, I'm loving it. And going back, and I'm sorry, going back to the game as well. Um, we obviously were winding up, we're coasting. They get the penalty. He obviously scores it as he does. The defending should have been clear for me. I was at that end. It's a poor first touch from Xhaka that put Gabriel in that situation. Gabriel tried to retrieve it, but it was too. That's a second, split second late. Otherwise, he would have been fine. But it's, I'm not going to blame anyone because it's, it's just a freak of nature where the ball just hit off um, Xhaka's okay. leg. I'm not going to go at him or nothing. Yeah. And Gabriel was just trying to do his job, but he just again split second, and that's that's the difference in that. But again, fans, right? Okay, we're gonna have a go at him for celebrate scoring and celebrating because he's a he's an Arsenal fan playing for Tottenham. But right now, come on, Arsenal, we're gonna we get behind you again. And again, the players are feeding off that. And they didn't. They didn't. They did. They didn't. They got, like years gone by. They didn't let it get to them. The, the goal. Got, the goal going in. They just went. Okay, dust yourself down. We're going we're gonna to fucking go for this again. Mm. And was it two minutes into two, three minutes into the second half? Zayzus. Again, I keep saying this week in, week out. If we'd had him last year, we're in top four. Period. He's okay. doing things in the box. He's he he has shown every. In every way that he's a hungry striker that wants to prove Pep wrong. Ian Wright, Mark too. Yeah, so he's he's straight he's right, he? he is fighting for every ball in that box, no matter where it is. 
Well, we don't score that goal last season. No. Simple as. We wouldn't have anyone there. No, exactly. Um, he is he is um, our nearest striker that we've ever had to Ian Wright. It's just a godsend. I mean, him and Saliba, I think, have both beaten anyone's wildest dreams about the, the impact they've made to this team straight away. It's just unbelievable, really, isn't it? And absolutely mm. love love him. Love Jesus. He's, in, he's infectious. His, his attitude, it's just unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree. But, I mean, you know, I was just going to say about the World Cup, is anyone who's a Premier League fan looking forward to this World Cup? I, only, I can only ever see it as just a pain in the arse of getting in the way of proper football. I mean, I know, but that's stupid because I normally love the World Cup, but this shouldn't be a World Cup. This should not be happening. No. And um, I can only see it as a big distraction and a, a pain because all I want it to be is outdone and out of the way and all of, for all our players to get back on, unscathed. I, I, I couldn't care less about it, if I'm honest. No, really couldn't, I'm... especially... Because we've got Gareth Southgate in charge. <laughs> don't get don't get me don't get me something on Gareth. That's for another that's, that's for another show. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know my feelings. Yeah, yeah, everyone knows my opinions as well. Can't stand so, the guy. Absolutely <laughs> silly yet. And, and I've never changed my mind since the day he got the job. To be honest with you, he's the luckiest manager in the world. He's luckiest manager ever to have lived, I think. I think. Well, I think he's, I think his luck's about to run out in his World Cup. I think we're going to be embarrassed, and he's going to get the sack. Yeah, well, we'll see. But I couldn't care less about the World no, Cup. I think. Not, again, I'm not looking. No, I've got, I've got no nothing about it really. It's going to be there, but I'm not going to be like breaking my neck. Like if it was a normal World Cup in a normal in, a, in the right place, by the way, in the summer. Yeah, like it's normally you know, it should be. Yeah, it's much more interesting because you ain't got the uh, it, you ain't got the, 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 the distraction of the Premier League. It's not like it's coming through for a season. This is cut. This has been this has been, this has been forced by FIFA to distract to disturb everyone's season throughout the world. Mm. And it's ridiculous. I mean. We're, looks like we're going to be we're going to be in our stride, and then we're going to come to a grinding halt for a month and a half till Boxing Day for a poxy World Cup that shouldn't even be where it's going. I know, right. it's, and it's not as if we're going to get a longer season to compensate no. for that. We're going to get a shorter amount of time to watch Arsenal. I know we get to watch all the same amount of games, but it's not it's not the point, is it? It's I just well, think it's a massive inconvenience, a huge inconvenience yeah. I'm really not looking forward to. Well, especially with the FA still pushing ahead this season. With a World Cup, by the way, they're still going ahead in February with a bloody winter break. But to a, to a circuit a circuit break, when you call it, it's, it, it's ridiculous. And it I'm is. not for it, but it is what it is. But regarding our players, we're... The good thing is with our players... Oh, hang on a second. What's going on here? I'm fine my end. Oh, that's better. Sorry, I just touched my um, new earphones by mistake and it all went weird. <coughs> Excuse me. I was going to say, um, regarding our players, we're, we're in a fairly good position with regards to who's going to be going to the World Cup. 
and the amount of minutes they might get whilst they're over there. Mm. I can't see many of our players being nailed on first choice starters for their countries that are going to be playing every minute. If you go through the team, obviously Aaron Ramsdale ain't going to play. Um, mm. Zinchenko, they did qualify, didn't they? Yeah, they beat Scotland in the playoff. So he'll be going. He'll be yeah. playing. They, they beat Scotland, but they had to play well. Oh, yeah. That's right. Otherwise, exactly. it'd be England v Ukraine, yeah. So he's so he ain't going. going. So, he's so he ain't going. going. No. Gabriel, we don't know whether he's going to go yet. Obviously, left out the late last um, squad. So, yeah, big Gabriel. So we don't know about him. If he goes, he's only going to be first, third or fourth choice hmm. centre back. So he's not going to get any minutes, hardly. Ben White, don't even get me started. Um, uh, who else we got? Saliba may well be one of the first choice starters. We don't know. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But he's going to be there or thereabouts. So he's one to worry about. Um, Thomas Partey, who knows? Who knows whether he's going to play from one week to the next. He was absolutely unbelievable against Spurs, by the way. He's probably my man in the match. Absolutely loved him. Um, but we'll have to wait and see with him, whether he's going to be fit anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Granite Xhaka, he, he's like Duracell Bunny. He plays every single minute of every game that's going on around the world, so he's got no issues there anyway. But Saka... He's a bit in and out at the moment, but I should imagine he'd be start a starter for Gareth Southgate if his form continues. He's one that we've got to worry about, that's for sure. Martinelli probably won't if he goes, which is doubtful, probably won't be playing many minutes. And the same with Gabriel Jesus. If they don't take him, then they need their edge testing. But and if he does go, then he's, he's surely got to be a starter. But they've got a, a load of riches up front, haven't they? For mm. Brazil. Have to wait and see. He may not play every minute of every game. He may. So we're fairly, fairly lucky. We haven't got sort of that many. We've got three or four people that may play most minutes for their country in the World Cup that we've got to worry about. So I think other teams are going to be, you know, a little bit more wary. I think Man United, Man City um, have got the most amount of players going, I think. Chelsea, maybe. Um, Spurs have got a lot of players that play most of their minutes for their country Um, especially one massive lump up front who kicks a lot of shit out of people and never always Mm -hmm. gets away so we'll have to see really but that's by the by I I think it's bound to affect the league when it when it all comes back I don't God knows I I really don't want what to expect excuse me We don't know what to expect with the football when it comes back after the World Cup. I mean, so many players get a post-World Cup hangover. Mm. Uh, but when whether that will happen because they've got to come straight back into the team and get straight back at it at 100 miles an hour from Boxing Day onwards, I don't know. It's, it's never been done before, so we don't know what to expect, really, do we? Here's the thing. For the countries, the countries that go do what, semi-finals onwards... Blue players that go that far and to their countries, they're, they're, they're literally getting what, a week, week off, mm-hmm. and then they've got to be, not even a week off. It's literally the World Cup ends, and you've got a week then for the for all the season gets back under, the season get back underway again. Mm. So you're going, they're going to be jet. I mean, that first game, the first couple of games, first couple of games back in general, but that first game itself for, in, for all the clubs in the, in the Premier League 
for, for example, they're going to be shattered and you're going to see it. Hmm. The ones that have gone deep, I mean, the ones that have gone out early might be a bit more refreshed because they've come home early and this, that, and the other. They've been <coughs> keeping their training schedules and all that. But the ones that have gone deep, they're going to be affected most. That's what. That's why I think we're slightly luckier because of who we've got at going out there. Mm. I think, as I say, the main ones we've got to worry about is a big. Well, big one is Saka, obviously. Saka, Xhaka, oh. Partey yep. are the three main players we've got to worry about. Yeah. But we've got to worry about Partey anyway, yeah, regardless of the World Cup. So, yeah, it's Xhaka and Touchwood again. <laughs> Just. You know, his, his injury record is fantastic, isn't it? So, really, so just have to hope to God that he comes back. Um, I mean, who thought we'd be saying that as well? Hope to God he comes back fit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> three years ago, he's been jeered off the pitch, pitch, sorry, he's given the, the, the V's, the bird sign, and all that, telling fans to work the stick, and this, that, and the other, throwing the armband to the floor, throwing his shirt to the floor. Then, when we have, as fans, having to wait. A month or so before we got the apology thing in the programs and all that, and then obviously it was linked to uh, was it her for Berlin. He was meant to be going to. I tried to convince him to stay at that time, and then what's it most recently? You know, between that, between then and um, not, not this summer, just gone to, last year summer when he was linked to Roma. Well, most most of the fan base was like, just fuck off, just go, 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 because we'd had enough. Because even in the lockdown season, he was, he was doing stupid things, get, grabbing players by the neck and getting sent off and letting the team down and this, that and the other. And we just, we'd had, we'd had enough at that point. But it seems that the second he's been given, and obviously he didn't go to Rome last year, he got given an extension, a new deal basically with Arsenal. And after, for, after the City game away last year, Slowly and gradually, he has got better. We are seeing, we have started to see the granite that we see for Switzerland. And what, what pisses off so much before it, we're starting to see that on a more regular basis. And he's not letting us down. He is actually leading as a as the, one of the main figure points of the squad. Leading every goal celebration, every goal we score, be it one nil, two nil, three nil, whatever. When we get in the huddle, him, Zayus are there. Given the orders, like, like use our heads now, da, 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 da. but he's leading by example on the pitch. We're actually seeing that now, and with that, and I think another, another thing while we're seeing in terms of his, his actual performances is because he knows he's got someone in party he can rely on. But mm. if he goes a bit forward, he's got someone like party behind him that can just protect the entire, but be that link between the defence and the and him. Exactly, and doesn't it make you wonder, right, if he'd have been playing like this <laughs> in that position mm. for the whole time he's been at Arsenal, what difference that could have made? Because, you know, yeah. it almost feels like we've lost and been robbed of, like, three or four years of Xhaka playing really? the football yeah, that he can play, you know, by, yeah. by playing him out of position uh, as a lone you know, pivot at the back in front of the central defence, letting people get run at him left, right and centre. I could just give nightmares about that Emery period where he oh, was just the one at the back, where where obviously yes. all that happened with, with Crystal Palace and everything. And um, 
where all the fans were losing the rag with him because it made him look like a dreadful player where he was just left so exposed at the back. Mm. And we know now that that was never, should have never happened with him. It was never his role. Mm. He played it because yeah, this is all in hindsight. Obviously, we all went through that period and we all had our words to say yes. about Shaka. But we played him out of position. We could left him that much exposed and just gave him all the shit for it, which is never his fault mm. in the first place. And for him to come through all that, there's never a bigger redemption story in, the, in football. I put it on Twitter earlier. Is there ever a better redemption story in all the sport, you know, for someone to come back the way he has and win back the fan base? I think that's unheard of. Absolutely yeah. unheard of for a matter of one player to turn around, um, you know, 60,000 fans in the stadium and so many fans around the world to change their opinion on him. Is unrivaled, I think. And remember, they were going to make a, a film about Jamie Vardy after Leicester won the league, about his story. I, can you imagine the, the film if Granite Xhaka managed to lead us to the league title this season? Oh, my God. <laughs> can you imagine the story that that would create? Going yeah. back to when he's, you know, throughout his Arsenal story so far. And for him to for it to end with him lifting the Premier League title, I mean, you can't write that sort of stuff. I mean, it just if you actually sat someone down and said this is what's going to happen, you'd be carted off to have your head tested. But it, 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 I mean, it could happen, couldn't it? I mean, it would just be an unbelievable story for him, and I couldn't be happier. In how many years has he been with us? Six years, and it's his first ever Player of the Month. That he won last last uh, last month. It's his first ever time he's won it, and I I couldn't be happier for him. Yeah, really he was. He won an award today as well, didn't he? Your player of the month, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's he's, the first he's, one he's ever won, and he's won. He, and he's put a message out. I didn't see it myself, but as we're going, as we're going live, he's put yeah. a uh, video message out to the fans and all that. Yeah, obviously. yeah. So I, 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 that's where I put my comment about him, you know, the redemption story and has mm. there ever been a better one? I put it underneath that video. Honestly, I, I couldn't be happier for him. I couldn't be mm. happy for any player at the moment because of the courage and determination and character that he, he's shown to come through all this and still be here now and to finally get his own chant after all these years and the fans to, to love him once more. I just think it's absolutely brilliant. And long may it continue. And I think, again, and also, though, sorry, one one last thing before I say it. one last thing. So I do apologise. Is about. there a better? Is there a better midfielder in his position in the league at the moment on form? Well, no. Was, again, was on after, form. I was coming home, coming home from the game with my brother on Saturday, and he actually was in the discussion. He actually said, after that game today, Ryan, you do realise he's now the most in, he is the informed player of the mid, in midfield. Mm. Period. Better than uh, more informing De Bruyne, da 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 da, listen to all the players. And I said, I said to him, like, this is what I wanted to see from day one. This is my frustration. I wanted to see this. But it, it, the, the, my angst was always the other side of things that we've talked about already the discipline and this, that, and the other, the mm. illness and that side of things. And then what when the the incident with Palace, like, he's part in that, like the, the, having to go to the fans in the stadium from idiots online. Um, but my main gripe was discipline, 
I I knew we all knew there was a player there because we see it for his country week every time they played. So to now, to now see that and as you say, no play. We know why that problem was no, there. No, no, I mentioned this yesterday. I think it was yesterday. The only play that comes to mind, and it was brief as well, it was very brief it happened because it went backwards again, was a Bue. Because mm. remember, um, Bue was going through a phase where it just wasn't working for him. He came on against Wigan, played 10 minutes, and then that 10 minutes was 10 minutes from hell. Everything he touched, done, just went went against him. And he got subbed off, he got booed and jeered by, his home, by the home fans. He was at home to get to Wigan, he got booed and jeered. He was completely distraught, you could tell. And by February of that season, he got the fans back on side. Is it half in the year? Like we get behind him again. But in what? Two months later, he fucked it up and then he was out the door. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a good story. But it's never. It wasn't at the level of Granite Jacker, was it? No. That's but thing. we know with Granite, it seems like we're at the beginning of where, as I say, that that incident. And it's come full circle all the way till now, and we're now seeing. And I don't see it. Ever, I don't touch wood. I don't see it going backwards. I see. I, I can only see it going forward and getting more, um, and getting more and more love week in week out. And I think what's also got fans realizing and getting on the side of granite. Again, we get. I get going back to it. The granite. The uh, the Amazon documentary that could start the mm. season. It's been. It's not just benefited. That the dropping when it did, it didn't just benefit benefit the club as a whole. It benefited certain players, and I think he is one of them because he because it that that moment back a couple of years back was touched on. Yeah, and he opens up. He actually, he, if you go back and watch, anyone hasn't seen it, go watch it. He does open up about that how he in that moment how he felt, and basically, as far as he was concerned, at one point he wanted out. It was like a mm. that, that, that pulled him back in and said. I need you. We can fix this. We can work together and go from there. Yeah. Well, now look, look what we got now. I know. We, you took, you touched on the fact about all these, um, you know, the, all the disciplinary issues that he had. And I think we can see now why that was happening though, as well. Again, I don't think that was a lot of it was down to his fault. There was a few, maybe I'm sure we go through them all one by one. We can say, that you know, that was purely down to him and nothing else. But a lot of it was down to the fact that we had been playing him in that incompletely wrong position yeah. and leaving him exposed in front of the defence as the last man where he feels that he has to do everything he can to help the team. And mm. he goes over the top as a result, yeah. trying to put out fires here, there and everywhere, which caused a lot of those issues yeah. that we're all pulling our hair out about. Yeah, and, and we that, know now that that's not his fault, really. <laughs> yeah, and in that documentary as well, um, in the aftermath of the, the first leg against Liverpool last year in the semi-final, after he gets sent off, and he, the next day he was like, it's not my fault, but you know what, guys? I'll take the response. I'll take the, I'll take the flack. It's all on me. But mm. just so you know, between us, it was X, Y, and Z. If they'd done their... Done, done your, if you've done your job properly, I'm not left completely exposed. And as you say, having yeah. to do that, put my body in the line, basically. Yeah. And if I didn't do it, he might have scored anyway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he didn't score as a result of it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. 
But uh, he's he's shown that his character is, you know, you can't question it really. Mm. Um, And a lot of what a lot of what he said in the past, which got a lot of people's backs up, if you look at it in this cold, hard light of day, it was true anyway. Mm. If you if you're actually man enough to admit when you when you're wrong as a person as well, yeah, a lot of what he said. Was, was there's nothing wrong with it? Is that he actually told the truth? Um, so anyway, hats off to him. He's been outstanding. Not only this season, I think he had. A, I've already mentioned this loads of times on previous pods. You know I have. Yeah. But last season, and for a big portion of the season before, as well, I think he's been getting better and better. And uh, someone put it in the chat earlier that you know. It shows you that Arteta has definitely been getting the best out of him, and he not only has he been getting the best out of him, he's fully, uh, he's actually improved him as well as a player. Mm. So, um, yeah, uh, congratulations all round, really. It's been because at the moment, who would you swap him for? <laughs> I know it's crazy oh, to yeah. say, but who would you swap yeah. Brendan Jacker for right at the moment with, with the way he's playing and the way he's leading the team? I mean, you wouldn't mm. swap him for many players, would you? Let's be honest. Um, he's uh, yeah, he's totally won won me over, won loads of other players over. But there were so many good stories, really, um, from the game at the weekend and the season as a whole, really. Because I don't even think I've podcasted for this season. I, I think I've maybe I've got one game in. Um, you got the first couple of weeks, in, yeah, yeah, and then I've I haven't podcasted since, so. Um, it's just been fantastic to see. And I think we've all... The good thing is, though, we, we, we all know like, probably our first choice 11 mm. at the moment. Yeah. But the, but also, if you changed... Say, for example, you know, you named your first choice 11, but you wanted to swap out both of the full-backs, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really bat an eyelid, would you? Because you've mm. got players like Tommy Asuntini waiting as backups. Would you have ever th- imagined in a million years that last season that you'd be that Tierney and Tommy Asu would be our backup fullbacks at the moment? <laughs> they were two of the most first names on the team sheet when they were yeah. fit. Let's face it, they were, yeah. and, and that's, the again, fact that's... that they're no longer starters baffles me, to be honest with you. But that, it's a fantastic situation to be in. Yeah, and, that's, and again, that's, in terms of Tommy Asu as well, it's it's a massive credit to Ben White because from. From match day one, he's been playing that right back role, and he's bossed it for most of it. He's absolutely, like people said in the chat earlier, the most informed English defender in the country in the league. But didn't get picked for the most recent internationals. We probably won't get to go to the World Cup. But he's informed. He's versatile. He's ad- he's adapting to the situation he's in because now Seba's back. But he's not complaining. He's just getting on with the job. And he's look. He, he's, for the majority of the games, he looked solid, and you can't you can't um, dispute that he deserves to keep starting in the head of Tommy Asu, and that means that now we've got competition at right back. Like you say about um, Tierney, for the first for his first few years, here, it's just been basically him, and we've been trying to find someone to keep him on his toes. Being the most recent was Tavares before this season. But there's just they just weren't the quality enough. Now we brought Senchenko in, who is that versatile and is good enough. He's now he's now, as you say, he's now our, 
a first choice in terms of Zinchenko. He's now our first choice left back. And yeah, exactly. It keeps, again, it keeps players on its competition. For, but I guess what I wanted, I want competition. I don't want any of my, any of my players getting too comfortable in their position and thinking they're safe, that they're guaranteed. They need to keep, They need to know they're going to have to fight every game and every segment of every game for their place in the squad. Mm. It's been um, it's been incredible how how defences performed this season and yeah someone's put you know I don't think Ben White gets enough credit no. nobody gets I think he's been outstanding this season mm. and I, th- I actually think he he himself is improving game on game as well I think he's I think he's fantastic at the back and I think the, the relationship he's got with Saliba on that side. They're so strong. It's really is such a strong partnership he's got there. I also get disappointed with the the lack of respect that a lot of fans put on Gabriel that because he made that mistake at the weekend. I think it's ridiculous that people are getting on his back saying, "Does he need replacing? Is he the weak link in our defence?" I think you need that good cop bad cop type of scenario at the back. You need that aggression in one of your your central defenders. Mm. Yes, he is. He's not absolutely perfect, Gabriel. He does like get a bit hot-headed and and make the odd mistake here and there. But what, you know, you name a player that never ever makes mistakes. I mean, come on, every player makes mistakes. But he's a young player still for a central defender. He's what 23, 24 years old, something yeah. like that. He's still got his best years in front of him. I think his character is outstanding. The fact that whenever he has made a mistake. He hasn't let his head drop like he may have done in the, the couple of years ago. He may have let it affect him for a game or so, but he doesn't do that now. He just, All the players rally around him and they rally around everyone that makes a mistake and they just get on with it. And he, like he get at the weekend after the, the penalty that he gave away, which wasn't all his fault, like you said, it was a catalogue of errors, to be honest with you, Yeah. Um, that led to that situation. But he grew in stature throughout the game again, you know, and um, credit to him for that because his his character and his confidence is getting stronger and stronger as, as it goes along. And the partnership he's built up with Saliba, I would not want to break that up. I mean, if one of them had, a, say, Gabriel went down and he got injured and Ben White had to step up and next, you know, next to Saliba, I'd like to see mm. that you know, and see how it works. But I'm, He'd have to go some to make a better path partnership than they've got at the moment with Saliba and Gabriel. I think they complement each other really, really well. You've got oh, yeah. Saliba who glides around, who's calm as anything. And you've got you've got Gabriel who he's got that bit of fight and fire and aggression in him. And I just really do think they complement each other brilliantly. And I think it's only going to get better as each season goes on. So um yeah, I'm really happy with them both. And I you know I don't, I can't understand, especially when we're top of the league and things are going well, some fans just have to have something to moan about. You know, and, uh, yeah. you know I've just seen the, on the odd occasion people moaning about um, Gabriel, always oh, two-hour prone, we need to get a new player in or whatever. And Ben White. And I think, you know, you've you got these play, fans that just have to be after someone regardless. It just does my head in a bit. But I think... Yeah, Ben White has been one of our st- outstanding players of the season, uh, along with a, num- a number of other players as well. 
No, exactly. Yeah, one, I can't. I can't disagree at all with that. And um, as I say, it, that's him keeping himself at right back over someone we saw at the start of last season, Tomiyasu. What does that tell you about the guy? The guy, but the match day one against Zaha, pocketed him. He pocketed every pretty much every wing he's gone up against this season so far. And he's not playing his natural position. And yes, there's going to be times when he gets to play centre-back, but he's not completely... At the moment, he's playing in a position where he's played, he has played briefly before, but he's not He's not complaining because he's getting he's getting match time. No one's complaining. They're getting on with it. But as I say, it's, it's provided healthy, good competition. And we've got... For example, if he was to get injured, we've got someone on Tomiyasu, or if Tomiyasu gets injured, we can now have that reassurance that we've got someone like Ben White that's there that can just slot in and put his, put the performances he has been putting in and not have that fear of, say, a Cedric, with all due respect, who hasn't played this season yet, I don't think. I don't think he has. But to remind me if he has or not. Mm. Um, like we had last year with Cedric playing more than, more than more games than he should have been playing, basically. We're not, we're not, we're not having that. We don't, we don't have that fear now, and that that's going to happen in that position. Cedric will play this season. I'm not having to go with Cedric either, but you could tell in certain games it is one game too many in terms of how many games he was playing. Like he, he knew he wasn't mm-hmm. meant to play his amount of games, and the and uh, fatigue caught up and cost us at times. Um, we're going back to the game. We're two one up. We're coasting. We're, again, we're bullying fucking Tottenham at this point. The red card. You got all this, all the media and all the Tottenham going. Most of the media anyway going. It wasn't a red card. I mean, what? I, again, I'm blocked for this time. I've seen the channels has gone in. Martinelli's down. I couldn't see how bad it was because where I was. I've watched it back since. How's he not a red card? Exactly. I'm sorry if if Royale, if, yeah, if MSN Royale is a split second quicker and he has more aggression in that in that challenge, he could have quite easily snapped um, yeah, exactly. a tassel or worse. Yeah, exactly. He would have snapped his shin off and. Um... It's almost as if I think who who was it? Well, I think it might have been in the the Arsenal Vision Boys again in that the podcast mm. I mentioned earlier. I think it was um, Yankee Gunners Elliot said uh, it's almost the case that you have to be showing bone for it to be a, a you know for some <laughs> people to concede, concede that it's actually a yellow a, a red card. Sorry, mm. right? This is my situation, my take because I was watching the game obviously on telly initially. I thought, oh, that's a bit of a hard challenge. And then when he when they, the ref gave him red, I thought, oh. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's that, oh, I thought that's good. You know, I was obviously overjoyed. Mm. But I was a bit a bit surprised. And then like you said, they showed it back and they're thinking he made no attempt to go for the ball there. He knew exactly what he was doing. Mm. He tried to bring him down. He didn't have to go anywhere near him because he was running back towards his own goal, Gabriel yeah. Martinelli. And he did that because he was been 
having it taken out of him since the first minute of the game by Martinelli. And it was pure frustration that he did that. He wanted to leave one on him, as it, as we all like to say. And you also have to use these, the rule, if, if that happened to your team, what would you think? You know, and uh, would, would you want your player to be sent off? Would you, do you think your player should be sent off? Vice versa. And there's no other way around it. It had to be a red card. I mean, because he, like I said, no attempt for the ball. He went to injure the player. And it was it was obvious um, when he saw it back. Uh, yeah, I, I, at first I thought, oh, well, that's a bit uh, generous for us. But when you look at it back, no chance. It wasn't, it wasn't generous at all. And for me, people, again, another thing that's pissed me off is people go, oh, that changed the game. How did it change the game? Sorry. How, yeah, it, put, it gave us an, an extra player advantage over them. That's it. We're, even at 11 v 11, we were the superior team. We were dominating them. Mm. Even at that point, chance after chance after chance after chance we were creating. They, had no, they did nothing. So for me, when people go, oh, it, it, it was a game changer as well. Not really, because the outcome would have been the same. And uh, they, okay, and they, I don't think would have been too affected. And do you know what really pissed me off as well about the game was that uh, as I was watching it, and they'd gone, they'd gone obviously two one down at that point. They'd lost a man, and then he was going to make five substitutions at once at one point. Mm. Conte. I think it ended up with four, wasn't it? I think it's four. They brought on at once. Mm. And basically, they chucked in the towel. But Conte, being like the wily old fucker he is, he wanted to make it all about the sending off, like you just said. Yeah. And sending off change again. He wanted to make it about that. So, oh, we've got no chance. No, yeah. But the man sent off, going to make the changes. And complete to completely take away the fact that we were dominating the game and he didn't want it to get any worse. I think it was just after the um they'd gone three one down that he was going to make all those substitutions. So it, it was no no way was the game changed on the on the back of that sending off. No way. You know the way that they play football, the fact that they had a man sent off doesn't really make make any difference to them. Because they had like at least nine men behind the ball all the time. And even then, Kane was in our half as well. So to actually go back down to to, to lose man would make no difference to their game plan whatsoever. So they didn't have to chuck the towel in at that point either. No. But they did, because they were getting embarrassed. And even then, we, still, we were still... Even with all them changes they made to salvage... Or, Whatever they were trying to salvage, basically, and keep the score down low. We were still dominating them. Then you could say we had the extra man and all that. Tierney came on and had a shot for crying out loud from like 20 yards out. Uh, Saliba came forward in their own penalty box, had the ball to his feet, and nutmegged their defender. Yeah, <laughs> I love no. like, yeah this, is, this is brilliant. I'm loving this. <laughs> but going back to Conte as well, about him mentioning making it all about that sending off. Don't you think it's a bit, don't yeah. you find it a bit ironic? How he complains, but when last season he had a go Arteta for complaining. 
Mm. I don't complain, but Arteta does. He yeah, can pay no. too much. I'm sorry, I mean, yeah. you just got and done that. Go off. You're the I biggest complainer. You're apart from, apart from Klopp. You're the second. You're the second biggest biggest, biggest complainer in the league. All you do is complain. Yeah. But no, it's just lovely to see where we are and our team performing the way we are. We've, as I say, we've reached the magic twenty plus point mark already. The stats, the stats say that basically teams, any team that reaches that this point, the point points that by this point goes on to be in the Champions League the following season. So we're back, yay! We're back in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. Not enough now, mate. Not enough. Got to change no. your expectations. I want, no, uh, I want the title now. Give me my title. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, yeah, we just got to get the voodoo dolls out for Erling Haaland. Yeah. Um, start <laughs> start putting the pins in him. Um, same for Kane. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm very very excited about the way this, this is going and. You know, even with the uh, the message that Granny Jacker put out, the video message after we won the Player of the Month, he's saying, you know, good things will come. And um, it's just, I mean, I've been saying it for a while now. You know, I've got, I've got mm. a feeling that, you know, why couldn't it be our Leicester season? You know, for us this year, just go and surprise everyone and just keep yeah. winning like they did. Remember the. The surprise week after week after week that season, everyone was saying, "Ah, oh, they're, they're going to slip up, though. They're going to the slip bubble, up. They're going to lose the game. Gonna burst, the bubble's going to burst. It never did. It never did. It never did. And it was mad, apart from the fact they lost twice to us. But anyway, that's by the by. But they just kept winning, kept winning and kept winning. And um, why can't that be us this season? We're playing well enough for that to happen. And the football that we're producing is not... We're not fluky. You know that when we had that 21-game unbeaten run under Unai Emery, no one ever got carried away with that. Not many fans got carried away with that because it was just... We felt a bit lucky after quite a few of those wins and draws. and It yeah. never seemed real, did it? This seems real. Everything we're doing is... We can, we can do it again because the, the football is just working. And everyone knows where everyone else and the, the relationships going on around all around the pitch is just fantastic. And we know that we can do that again next week and we can do it again the week after. And we can do it again the week after that. And even when we change the team completely, the Europa League, that team plays the same way as the other team did at the weekend. Yeah, They all know their roles and, and it's all working like a really good machine at the moment. And barring some kind of terrible thing, God forbid, you know, running through the, the squad and we lose a load of players, it will continue to work that way. And yeah. that's what makes me so confident about it. I'm not worried about the weekend coming up against Liverpool. What will be will be. But I know that we're going to give them a really good game this time. Yeah. Completely contrary to where we've gone up, you know, gone up against them over the previous few seasons. Everyone was thinking, oh, shit, we can just keep it down to at least a three-goal margin for them. you know. But not this time. I know that we're going to go into that game and give them a really good yeah. really good contest. And uh, I'm really confident we can get something out of it this time. So um, why can't it be us? And I'm, I'm just... 
yeah, I'm just quietly confident that um, we're going to go a long way this year. I'm not saying that um, we're going to beat Man City to the title because they could, they haven't lost the game yet. I'm just worried about that, but you know they haven't played us yet. That's one reason why they haven't lost yet. Yeah, but um, I think we can go toe to toe with them throughout the season and just keep that gap to a bare minimum. Mm. So yeah, let's see, let's see where it takes us. Yeah, how sickening would that be for all the the Tottenham, the, the, the golden generation of Tottenham or, that they've had for the last few years? That branding it got the golden generation since sixty one. Yeah, he finished above us X amount of years, the last six or seven years, whatever it was. Won no trophies. Even in our worst time, we've won we've won trophies in that period. With with mm. a worse a squad or whatever. Um, and then out of nowhere, we've built we've built this squad, and now we're going to do something they haven't haven't managed to do since they they came third in the two horse race in, in twenty sixteen. Yeah. That'll make them. And then you've got to think of Chelsea, all the millions they've spent, new ownership as well, the millions that he's spent, sacking Tuchel, bringing in Graham Potter. Then for us to then do something they should have done last year, but actually going all up, but us pushing all the way, that'll make them sick. United fans, United fans hate us as we hate them. And they, they, they are sick as parrots. They're finding, well, Gary Neville apparently, but taking digs, praising Zayzus, but then taking digs because he's not Harlan. Yeah, that's how salty and bitter May United fans and pundits are being about Arsenal because it's it's killing them that we've got to a point where we went through that banter stage where we we were, we were where United are now in terms of performances and results etc. We we were there. We're past that. We surpassed that. And Did you see killing. a lot of the athletic correspondence before the game before the North Good. London derby? And they, they gave us no chance at all. They all said that Spurs would win. And one of them said um, that Conte, with Conte, it's inevitable that they're going to gonna beat us. And none of them would come back and said, oh, sorry about that. You know, <laughs> we're wrong. Yeah. Arsenal are a much better team. They're obviously not even watched Arsenal. They're just going on what Conte's done in the past. They don't mm-hmm. know what Arsenal are doing at the moment. I'm just going to be. I'm just happy that we're just rubbing ego all over their faces as each week progresses, because none of them give us a chance. No, and then towards it, Jamie O'Hara, because obviously he made a big point on Friday night saying Conte's got Arteta's number and this, that, and having digging Arteta out because he made mistakes against United. He's not human, apparently. Um, Noah was this morning. Has brought that brought that up this morning, and basically, well, yes, he's still he's still adamant. He's literally after everything happened on Saturday. Conte still got Arteta's number. He didn't have a chance. He had 61 minutes to impose himself and and show he had Arteta's number. He did nothing. No, we put, totally Arteta, outcoached. Yeah, he got, he got outcoached by, with all due respect, the, again, the youngest manager, one of the, if not the youngest manager in the league, if not one of the youngest managers in the league. And, and with all due respect to Conte's experience, a, a lesser experienced manager, whatever you want to, whatever way you want to look at it, and they're meant to be the big, bigger, better team. And taking jabs or winning the Champions League, you won't be, well, where you're playing, mate, you ain't going to be in Champions League for long. You'll be joining us in Thursday night in the, come February. So keep going. Yeah. But it's, it's, Stephen yeah. Denham's right. 
what he's just put there. If we beat Liverpool, we won't get any credit for it. They'll make excuses for Liverpool. Yeah. That's exactly right. Because they'll just say, oh, well, this is a really un- understrength Liverpool. Or they'll just keep talking about the mistakes Liverpool made, blah, blah. It won't give us any praise for actually the win. You know, that's what's been happening. And um, I don't know whether you've been watching Liverpool or whether you watched that game against Brighton. I mean, some of their defending was absolutely atrocious. I mean, honestly, Virgil van Dijk looks like Harry Maguire at the moment. He didn't. The, the, the pressing is not there anymore. No. And, and I, he, I, I, he was I, I, just I, static. I don't know what's going on with Virgil van Dijk, but he's 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 like he's been replaced by his evil brother or something like that. But he, he just doesn't look like the same player. No, because I watched again. I watched because I saw what happened. I watched much of the day, and I. Was, I've watched it and I'm thinking Liverpool gettable bring on Sunday because every time Brighton attacked at one when they went even at nil nil one nil two nil even they got pegged back to two one and two all and they were losing every time Brighton attacked Liverpool looked vulnerable they looked sketchy defensively and it's not just Trent Trent was awful don't get me wrong defensively yet again but it's a Van Dijk. Uh, Robinson and Uber, I can't remember, was it Matip or was it Matip? Matip, yeah. There's just awful. There's no organisation. They're all over the place. It's like Bambi and I are defending, and they look weak. And the way we are, based with our form and the way we've been playing home and away. Again, we've got no travelling this week either, so the players won't be. Our players to do play on Thursday, they won't be shattered either because we've had, we both got all the games at home and. In eight days, all going three games in eight, eight days at home, so no traveling away from home being had over these next few days. And our our Teta and our players like Zayzus, like Saka, like Martinelli, who's going to absolutely crucify Trent. By the way, I'm, I'm telling you that now for free, he's crucifying Trent and leaving him for leaving him for brown bread. Um. We're going to smell blood. We're going to go out there with the intention of we smell blood. We're going to hurt you. You've hurt us over the last few years. You've done us 4-0 last year at Anfield in the league. Now it's our turn. And I think that's the mentality now. Because we've, with the addition of Zayzus and Sanchez, we keep mentioning them too, but, but does that, the addition of them too being coming from a club like City and that winning mentality, that's that's not just helped certain players, but the, the entire squad has brought them on another level. And as I say, it, I think this is this we're going to see Liverpool get what they've been giving us for the last few years. And yeah, I, I, no, I, what, what Salah. I mean, Mark Green just mentioned in the chat about Salah. What's it? Yeah, I, I said that before the season started, didn't I? I said that's yeah. going to be their Aubameyang moment, an Özil moment. It's yeah. the worst thing they could have done. I said that, and I predicted they're going to struggle this year because <coughs> the changes they're going through. And I, I said they're not going to be as strong, mm. didn't I? Uh, before my yeah. season prediction. And the thing I said about Salah, Mark, I said the, the same thing. I said it's, and also I said the same thing about Coutinho at Villa. I said now yeah. Coutinho, he's not he's not playing for a, a contract anymore. No, he's got that massive contract, given it to him. Now he can have a cigar on. And the same things happening with Salah. And I think. Um, Salah's numbers this year are the same as Xhaka's. <laughs> Two goals, three assists. I think that's what his numbers are. I'm sure I read that somewhere. I might have got that wrong. But um, I think it was uh, Orbino put it on Twitter, something like that. But um, 
yeah, a massive mistake for them to give Salah that much money. He hasn't got anything to play for anymore now. Um, he's got what he wanted. So, I just think that with Liverpool, their time was always going to come. And they made a lot of changes to that front line this season. Their midfield is, has been wor- not worrying me because I want them to go downwards. But concerning, you know, I've always been had this thought about their midfield is going to one day just collapse because of their age, their age curve. They're over the top of the age curve now. I mean, having to play James Milner week in, week out at the moment because of injuries and everything. I mean, for God's sake. I mean, you've got to stop playing when you're about 53 years old. So, I mean, it's going to have come to them at some point. But what shocked me more than anything is their defending. Their defending was almost diabolical. And there's always this famous thing hanging over Klopp as well, isn't there? With his seventh season syndrome. Wherever he's been, when he was at Mainz, it collapsed after the seventh season. I think they got relegated. When he was at Dortmund, everyone knows what happened there. They just about escaped relegation. And the same thing's happening to him now. It's um, it, it's mad. So if ever we're going to beat Liverpool, now's got a bit of time. Because with all due respect to Brighton, their performance up at Anfield was fantastic because obviously they're a good side. But Liverpool are, are not, are not going to be at Anfield <laughs> at the weekend when they manage to get back to 3-3. And with all due respect to Brighton, like I say, we are a better team from number one to 11 than they are. And if they can cause them that much trouble at the back, I'm sure Arsenal at home in front of our own crowd with the players that we've got on show at the Mm. weekend, then we're going to cause them even more problems than Brighton did. So I'm I'm very confident going into that game for the first time in ages that we'll actually get one over on them. Yeah, as I say, I can't... After all the pain they've caused us over the last few years, I can't wait. I'm... I'm actually, again, like I say, I'm looking forward to games now. And I'm confident in my team that can, they can do something in these games and not just put a performance in hope for the best sort of thing. It's They're going to turn up today and they're going to actually give everything and leave it on the pitch. Oh, he's gone. What's happened there? Andrew's gone. <laughs> Disconnection. See if, he can, see if he comes back. We'll wait for him to come back, guys. Um it's still killing me. <laughs> oh dear! It's a few you mentioned, obviously Coke. Yeah, but it's about, about uh, Coke Cola. I don't drink it. I don't drink Coke Cola. Crap. Anyway, personally, oh dear. Iron Brew. Oh, I, haven't had, I haven't had Iron Brew in a few months now. But as a kid, I loved it. As a kid, absolutely love Iron. I still love it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not. I haven't had a drink of Iron Brew for a few months now. Where was it? At some point last season, I can't remember then. But yeah, I was on the office. So I thought, you know, it was a big two litre bottle as well. So I was like, okay, cool. That lasted me a few. How long that last? A few weeks, because as I say, you know, big litre bottle, two litre bottle, sorry. But yeah, imagine the irony going into North London Derby and they, they partner up with Coca Cola. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Talk about bo- bo- literally bottles, <laughs> and they bottled it. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> just suddenly got kicked off my internet. Absolutely. Oh, okay. I I the chat away, the body, the boom, that's me, the big, big screen. So, okay. 
Yeah, <laughs> come back. <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries. It is what it is. You know, I was just saying about it's people. A few people mentioned about Coca Cola being the new sponsor, official uh, sponsor, yeah, and all that. Like the irony Pepsi about Pepsi all the way, Pepsi. mate. Pep- yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi all the way for me. Yeah, I don't drink Coke anyway. I prefer Pepsi. Better, better tasting. Um, also, I brew. I love iron brew. Yeah, iron brew <laughs> extra. That's really nice, actually. Yeah. Oh dear, but I was going to say, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, going into Thursday, you said you said earlier, mate, you make a few, you'd make a few changes. What, what changes would you obviously? I mean, apart from part of the obvious one we mentioned before, who mm. else would you rest ahead of Sunday? Just have them on the bench, just in case. But yeah, I'd, I mean, with regards to the defence, I wouldn't want to change too much in the in terms of, of that. I'd probably change the two fullbacks. So I'd bring in Tommy Asu and I'd bring in Tierney. Um, but I'd like to keep the central pairing as it is. And if things are going to plan, then maybe take one of them off or both of them off um, around a sort of 60-minute mark to give them a bit of a break. Mm. Um, but I'm wary, very, very wary of taking Bodo Glint too uh, lightly. I think they are a really yeah. good, really good side. I'd definitely rest Partey and play Sambi. Um, it's a funny one with Xhaka. I mean, we, we haven't really got a good replacement for him at the moment. Whether we play, because I think Erdegaard will get another rest. So um, Vieira will definitely play. Yeah. I think Saka will get a rest. I think Marquinhos. Definitely deserves another go as well because he was fantastic yeah. in the last one, wasn't he? Against Zurich, yeah. He played brilliantly. Really enjoyed that game. Um, and from there, it's whether Reese Nelson gets a go. I don't know whether he will. I think it'll probably stick with Martinelli. Maybe give Reese Nelson a run out after 60 minutes or so and then play Enketia up front as well. But maybe Jacker plays again as well, which is. You know, it's, it's asking for trouble, really. We've said earlier, and I don't want to jinx it, you know, touch wood again, but, he, you know, he doesn't get injured, but we can't take that totally for granted because we don't yeah. want to lose him. Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, like what yeah. Green, Greeny said, Nelson, I, I would probably give him a start as well, uh, Greeny, so, but I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Mm. Um, but he should definitely get a good half an hour at the end of the game, hopefully. Mm. Things, things are going to plan. Yeah, but um, yeah, I can't really, I can't really see many more changes than that, to be honest with you. But that's that's a fair few I've mentioned there. Yeah, and and that's that I'd be happy with. But um, I wouldn't want to put. It means players are holding; they do need minutes, and I totally get that. Totally get it. Um, but like I said, I'm just just a little bit wary. We cannot afford to slip up, especially mm. in this home game against Bodo Glimt, because they are going to play well, and I think. People have been saying that PSV are our main threat for this in this group, and it may well turn out to be the case. But I think that I'll put Bodo Glimt right up there as a as a sort of equally dangerous team as, as them as PSV, to be honest with you, because of what they've done in the past. They've turned over some good good teams in the Europe so far in the last couple of seasons. I don't want to be one of them. No. So that's all I'm saying. 
holding does need the minutes, but I would rather give him half an hour at the end of the game or even the second half, depending on how we're getting on in the match. And so give him the minutes that way rather than from the start. Just That's just my personal view. But I would change both of the fullbacks because they've got an amazing quality fullbacks to come in as well. Yeah. Uh, also got Stefan in the chat says, this, this period of Arsenal doing well is bloody outrageous, to be honest. I want the moaning back. I now have to set aside my set aside myself with United channels for such amusement. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> hey, we're, we're a well-run, organised club. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, that's all about fucking Foster's and Stellas down the chat. Oh god. Why Oh my days. Um. In terms of yeah, in terms of first, I have to agree. I won't make too many changes. The odd I'll play here and there, but not too many. Just and if we go, if we do end up, I'd say half hour in freeing up, come half time, start get start from the like, from the half time whistle, second start yeah. second half, bring on some of the the second rate players and the, the ones that are going to start the ones that have definitely started on Sunday, get them off and get them rested and. Ahead of that game, get ahead of that game, but only if we are coasting. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, before we go, I've now got to fucking find everything, get all back together again. One bear with me one second as I've talked about the giveaways again. One of them, one of them, you might, there's no point of you entering, Andrew, because you've already got the book. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, oh dear. The other one you can enter, you haven't got this one yet, as far as I'm aware, unless you tell me different. No, I did. I answered the other one. Yes, um, but for the one that was on Sunday, Saturday, sorry. Again, if you want to, this is running from between now and the second second of December. Yeah, words out. Um, basically, it's a signed copy from the man himself, and Andrew will back me up. You've got your own copy via myself. Yeah, uh, David Dean signed. Book from his new book. There's a few of you, already, few, few, few of you have already entered, but if you if you haven't already, all you've got to do to enter to be a subscriber to the channel, and basically type in the comments now whilst we're live or in the comments box afterwards. Hashtag spuds are shit, and you're entered into that that one. And as I said, that runs until the second of December, and with the ideal, the fifth of December, the winner will be announced on the fifth. And hopefully you you able to get it by Christmas, so you got an extra something for Christmas basically yourself. And lastly, one second, this is a one that's been launched as of now, up to now basically, a signed copy of Paul Davis's book. Oh, wicked! Uh, and it's there, it's all signed for. Again, if you want to enter, you've got to be a subscriber, obviously. And for that one, hashtag uh, North London is red. And you've wanted into that North, hashtag North London is red, and again runs till second of December. Been announced at the same time as the David Dean one, and yeah. Um, also, as I said before, I'm talk, I've been talking to his uh, Paul Davis his representatives, and the the idea is he's coming on the channel. He wants to come on. He'll be coming on more likely during the World Cup. Obviously, promote his new book and talk all things Arsenal. He's time at Arsenal as a player and um, 
how how he feels about Arsenal as it's as we stand. Fantastic. But as a, as we get a date as we get a date for that, I'll let you guys know. But yeah, it's in the it is in the works that he's he does want to come on, and we're working with his people to get that sorted. Nice no, no, one, mate. Great. Oh, oh Stefan's entered. Such a shit. <laughs> so so Stefan's now put himself forward for the David Dean one. As I say, if you want, if you, for, so for David Dean, it's spuds are spud, has, hashtag spuds are shit. And for the Paul Davis one, North London is red. And basically, yeah, as I say, you've got a few months, but still. <laughs> and Mark Wynn, he's putting his own unique uh, touch on it as well. Oh, <laughs> spuds are worse than shit. That's <laughs> Oh dear, but Andrew, I know, as you say, you've been away for a few weeks in terms of podcasting. You're now back as of tonight. You're doing your own podcast tomorrow, I believe. Yes, yeah. So please come along, everyone that's watching. Come along to my channel tomorrow night, half past seven, from Dial Square to Where. Back with a bang, uh, with more of the same. Got some good guests coming on tomorrow. Uh, obviously, yourself as well, Ryan. Yeah, with one of those good guests. And uh, yes, a few others for us have a good chat about not just the North London derby, but the season as a whole. I'm catching up on that myself as well. Thoughts about that, thoughts about other news that's coming up and the games coming up in the weekend and Thursday in the weekend. So uh, yeah, come over and give us a, give us some support tomorrow, guys, uh, at half past seven on my channel. Yeah, as I said, I'll be there, so... Again, if you haven't already, go subscribe to Andrew's, Andrew's channel, Dial Square to Wear. And um, in terms of this channel, we won't be back. We'll be back on Thursday for the match day watch long for the Europa League game. Friday, we're doing a watch long for the England win versus USA at Wembley. A sellout Wembley, by the way. I keep saying that. It's mad. European champions versus the world champions. Um, <coughs> potential World Cup final there if we play our cards right. And then Saturday, match of the day, the match of the day streams we always do, keeping on our rivals and all that jazz. And then the main event on Sunday, Arsenal v Liverpool. Four o'clock will be going live, half hour before kickoff. Go through all the teams as we usually do, and have a bit of a laugh along the way. Um, and then obviously the podcast for that will be the next day on this time next week, basically. Um, obviously, I just want to say a big um, shout out to Steve as well. He was meant to come on, but he's. He wasn't feeling too well, and he obviously didn't want to come on and not be at his best, basically. So I hope he gets makes a full recovery and have him back in a couple of weeks, because next week he's be away in Florida. All right, for some nice weather. Well, I say that, actually. It's yeah, get well soon, Steve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, Andrew, see, you've entered Paul Davis one, so yeah, you're the front runner as it's yeah. <laughs> and I think Stefan's just subscribed because he, he thought oh. he was but now he is <laughs> top man Stefan top man come over and join us tomorrow yeah and obviously no sun, about Sunday as well with the games well either this Sunday or the following Sunday mine and Andrew's uh, Q&A we, we'll be making a comeback yeah Sunday absolutely. or the following Sunday we've obviously got to get time sorted but yeah <clears throat> yes, definitely. Yeah, we'll get, we'll have a chat about that affair. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but apart from that, guys, I hope you've enjoyed the show. 
if you have do it don't before you leave do smash a like button and do uh share the link around as well and but promote it as much as you can your end as well it's massively appreciated because the more you guys promote it the more new eyes come in and the quicker we can build a build this community up that we're building here and have a more and and have more football discussions in the chat back and forth and that's what we always do um apart from that i'll see you on the other side obviously tomorrow when i andrew's channel and then on thursday here back on thursday for the I think it's a normal kickoff, normal time kick, evening kickoff because it's um, at home. So about half hour before kickoff, we'll be going live for that. But until then, guys, enjoy the rest of your evening, morning, or afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And as always, up the arsenal. And remember, come on, you guys. Fucking North London is red. Come on, you guys. <laughs> they get better. Than-